shot in the left center. Back at the wall, it is gone. Lau has put the Rays on top as he busts out with a first inning game two home run. That's pretty well hit in the left. Back at the wall, it is gone. Second of the night for Brandon Lau. And this is a five to nothing game here in game two. Well, not even Mookie could jump high enough to catch those home runs. Yeah. So I mentioned yesterday I'd change both my kids' names to Mookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a hot new thing. And sure. uh, I woke them up last night and said, uh, I'm going to go down to the courthouse and change your names back to Sam and Henry. Oh. Yeah, because he went 0 for 3. So. Oh, Mookie uh, Betts did? Yeah. It's a shame. I'd name both my sons Mookie. Uh, so I was uh, planning on doing a rather elaborate and uh, entertaining uh, COVID policy thingy here, but I just don't have the heart. Too much COVID talk, although this stuff is really good and it's really important. Okay, maybe later? Yeah, in a, in a little bit, but I do have an idea. And and it's, you know, you get uh, battered by the, the constant chatterings of the news media day after day talking about politics. They all hate Trump. They despise Trump. And they despise his policies. Um, you have to remember that it's it's a two horned beast. And uh, I'm I'm you know like you, a steer, or uh, I don't know, maybe a dragon with two horns. Use right. your imagination. What's a one horn? I guess a rhinoceros. Sure, a narwhal. Although ooh, the narwhal ooh. is actually a tooth; it's not a horn. Interesting. Yeah, isn't that odd? Uh, are there un- oh yeah, there are a number of uh, mono horned uh, like. Uh, uh, antelopish creatures in the world. Not as many as multi-horned. Unicorns. Much more. Yeah, uh, we're the talking... state uh, animal of California. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, anybody who listens to this show knows I, Joe Getty, have extremely ambivalent feelings about Donald J. Trump. I'm not going to bore you. He's been around a long time. I just I don't find him a very palatable human being in a lot of ways. But I think it's useful now and again to hear what you're about to hear. This is uh, our colleague Ben Shapiro, okay. with whom we share uh, the airwaves on a number of radio stations. Uh, he's an intriguing fellow. He's, he works harder than I'll ever work. I'm a man who craves leisure. <laughs> um, but uh, Ben unleashed a video. It's, it's fairly lengthy, uh, but we edited it up a little bit about the fact that he did not vote for Trump in 2016. And he I didn't know that. is going to vote for Trump Hmm. in 2020. And those of us who've been fatigued by the din of politics lately, I think this list is pretty useful. I'm sorry, this this, uh, tape is pretty useful. It's number 20, Sean, if you'd be so kind. I did not vote for Donald Trump in 2016. I am voting for Donald Trump in 2020. There are three reasons I'm going to vote for Donald Trump in 2020 when I didn't four years ago. First, I was simply wrong about Donald Trump on policy. Second, I wasn't really wrong about Donald Trump on character. But whatever damage he was going to do has already been done. And it's not going to help if I don't vote for him this time. And third, most importantly, the Democrats have lost their minds. So first of all, Donald Trump has governed pretty conservatively. I thought he would not be conservative in his governance. I was just wrong on that. Donald Trump radically cut regulation. He actually saw reductions in the number of man hours dedicated to dealing with regulation for the first time in a long time under Donald Trump. He appointed originalist judges to the best of his ability. We're talking dozens of them, textualist, originalist judges who actually care about the role of the judiciary. He cut taxes, jogging the economy, raising its heights not seen in half a century, the lost unemployment rate in half a century, people having their wages rise at the bottom of the spectrum. He appointed pro-life people to the executive branch and pursued pro-life policy 
via executive order. He dumped out of the idiotic Paris Accords, which were useless and counterproductive. He dumped the even more idiotic and evil Iran deal, which gave money to the Iranian mullahs to use for terrorism, as John Kerry freely admitted. Donald Trump crushed ISIS. He killed al-Baghdadi. He killed Qasem Soleimani. Donald Trump is the first president of my lifetime not to start any new wars, which is a kind of big thing. He moved the American embassy in Israel to Jerusalem. He brokered the first meaningful peace deals there in three decades in the Middle East. He cracked down on China in unprecedented ways. He's resisted using the federal government to control everybody's life during COVID. That's a big thing. And it goes on. I just is thought that, that normal, makes the point. Is that what normal speed or do we yeah, speed that up to no, fit more in? That's that spends normal speed. We slowed speed. that down. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's quite a human being. He is. He's obviously brilliant, but um, his RPMs are, are are up there on a pretty consistent basis. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do we we actually did a slightly slowed down version of of Ben Shapiro? Can you play that? Uh, who has that? I have it. Go ahead. I did not vote for Donald Trump in 2016. I am voting for Donald Trump in 2020. Okay. So I'm guessing that's what it sounds like if you're like. Dinner's over. You're still sitting at the restaurant. It's like eleven o'clock now. You're four bottles yeah, of wine. One in. more. That's yeah. that's him. Well, let me tell you about Donald Trump. <laughs> you know what? Hey, Hanson. Well, uh, uh, drunk. What percentage does that slow down? That's thirty percent. Practically it's normal slightly speed. slower than a normal human being's yeah. pace of of speech. But so just barely. If you slowed him down twenty percent, that would be a, a normal rate of mm. speech. Although he gets in more ideas, uh, I admire. But <laughs> Trump fatigue is a thing, man. I mean, there are Trump worshippers who just love him, and then there's an enormous number of us who who just wish he could do the good stuff and leave out the dumb stuff. Um, but that is an incredibly thorough and persuasive list. You, just because he's an a-hole, you're going to dump all that. And go with Kamala Harris's policies. You know, you vote your conscience. Fine, do whatever you want. But as for me and mine, I love that list of policies. Well, it's Science Thursday on the Armstrong. It's what? Uh, I just made that up. Surprise, there's a secret organ in your head. A surprise organ found in hundreds of patients is likely a fourth pair of salivary glands. There's that surprise organ at the CNN uh, Zoom meeting. The That's other day. right. It's Jeffrey Tubins. <laughs> Here's uh, a surprise you know, organ for you. I had a chat with a coworker earlier today. He said, you know how you know you're secure in your job that they really need you? You can masturbate in front of your coworkers and they don't fire you. So he isn't. CNN announced that no, he's too valuable a resource. We accept his apology. Blah blah blah. What? I didn't. I didn't That's read from... it myself. He told me about it. But... He seems fairly average as a pundit. Yeah, I saw. Like... I, I, I saw somebody tweet, and I assumed this would be the case. I'm sure you can find a perfectly competent TV lawyer who doesn't masturbate in front of the coworkers. I could name several that will fill in for him. Yes. But no. Nope. Got to have him, huh? Oh yeah. Hmm. Apparently. Anyway, you were trying to make a point. Ah, there's not much more to it. Some people have a extra pair of salivary glands in their head, the back of their throat. I don't know what that allows you to do other than be in the circus. Spit. It allows you to spit. Uh, got another thing that's more serious from the science desk. That's, uh... <laughs> Thank you for that. Good heavens, Miss Yakamoto. You're beautiful. Uh, there's a new paper out that thoroughly debunks a lot of what was believed from one very flawed study about the whole gender dysphoria thing. Oh, oh, yes. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and it would seem that the main study that a lot of uh, the world ran with has some serious flaws. 
There's a shock. In terms of specifically the treatment of people who believe they're uh, a man in a woman's body or vice versa. And uh, and uh, their their point is... The outcomes are terrible. Right. Their point is how dangerous this is. Yeah, it really is. One of the more interesting and, uh, and important things that I've realized through communicating with y'all, uh, often via email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, uh, a lot of folks who listen to the show are in the sciences. And they have made it utterly clear, and I know you've talked about this, Jack, with various people you know who've been going for grants. Activism absolutely infects the world of science. Oh, it might be the leading thing yeah, in terms you, of getting, getting money. We all have the impression that science is just this pristine, utterly neutral, uh, noble quest for truths, which it is. It absolutely is to some extent. But the world of science is hugely influenced by activism. Yeah, I was shocked to find this out. If you want to keep your grants going so you basically get to stay in business as a researcher, you gotta you got to go with whatever the hot stuff is. Right. That money doesn't come from nowhere. It comes from either senators and congresspeople who have a point of view or private donors who have a point of view. And coming up with things that go against the direction the wind is blowing, like, you know, you come up with something that the global warming is not as bad as they're saying, or I don't think gender dysphoria is a thing, is not going to get you grants nope uh it gets your grant cut off so if you come up with a result that's contrary to the guy who funded just desires you just don't say anything the 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 main uh thing in the rebuttal of the gender dysphoria papers is you know rule number one as doctors is do no harm so we can't be taking young people and you know doing surgery or giving drugs or whatever when we're right. not exactly sure what's going on here right. and in all cases are not the same etc cetera, etc cetera. yep yeah it's something i've often said i'm just crazy enough to really sympathize with people who are actually crazy and um and and i get that people who are miserable they're uncomfortable in their own skin the, their brain doesn't work quite right they have a difficult time relating to other people they're lonely they're unhappy they think wait a minute there's a key. It will unlock my happiness. I get it 100%. My youngest, uh, in all his problems, he had a bad night last night. We had a bad night as a family last night, and he was struggling, and he would do anything to relieve himself of his misery. Right, right. And somebody convinces them, or they read something, and they convince themselves, I know what it is. The reason I'm unhappy and alienated and all those things I said was because I'm a dude but I'm really meant to be a woman. And if I get the operation, if I do the hormones, if I do all of it, if I buy some nice pretty clothes, I will then be happy. I will have friends. I will have a happy life. It's tragic. I have tears in my eyes describing this. I've known these people and people like them. Um, And then they get it all done and they realize, no, that's not a magical key. I'm still very unhappy. In fact, I'm still everything I was before, but I've been surgically altered, and then they're really friggin' unhappy. And I'm embarrassed, probably. And, and I'm embarrassed, yeah, and I've alienated people, and, and that's not everybody. No, of course not. Who, who, who claims gender dysphoria, not at all, but especially because activism has infected science so badly in this particular area, there are thousands of victims of this damage um, out there, and it's sad, it's tragic. And I didn't, you didn't tune in to be saddened, no. and I apologize. No. I just, no. which, uh, it's which the ha- truth as we see it. Which Halloween costumes are the sexiest? We got that among other things coming up. Our text line the is... The one on the sexiest person. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, the text line is 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. 
Rudy Giuliani threw out a hell of a charge about Hunter Biden today. Do we want oh, to repeat Rudy. that or not? I mean, You're not he's, helping, Rudy. Yeah. Rudy, step aside now, he please. Went, he went into Dangerville, and this, this one could boomerang on him pretty hard, I think. But anyway, that among other things on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Let me ask you what you think your uh, the biggest domestic priority is for you right now. Uh, well, ultimately, let, let me and I, I'll tell you, it was happening. We created the greatest economy in the history of our country. And the other side you was coming that. in. You know that's not true. It is totally true. No. Virtually every number was the best. We had the best economy ever, and what was happening is things were coming well, together. Well, I asked you, what's the time. priority? I mean, those are all the yeah, good things. The what do you have to The priority now solve? is to get back to normal, get back to where we were, to have the economy rage and be great with jobs and everybody be happy, and that's where we're going, and that's where and- we're heading. So that's uh, Donald Trump, obviously, with Leslie's Tall of 60 Minutes, going to air this Sunday night, so... The second to last 60 minutes before the election, Donald Trump gets, uh, you know, the 60 minutes treatment, which is the most watched news program in America. Um, it's the opposite tack that uh, Joe Biden's going with, obviously. Trump will be on every show, every day that he can. Sure. As much as he can. Biden's not talking to anybody. But anyway. I don't know who he does talk to lobs softballs at him. What is interesting is that Trump says he's going to put out the full, they videotaped the interview themselves, the White House did, and he's going to put out the full uh, interview claiming that they um, edited it in a way to make him look bad. Uh, here's Trump's tweet. I will soon be giving a first in television history, full unedited preview of the vicious attempted takeout interview of me by Leslie Stahl of At 60 Minutes. Wow. Watch your constant interruptions and anger. Compare my full flowing and magnificently brilliant answers to their cues. M- magnificently brilliant? <laughs> by full flowing and magnificently brilliant. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> to leave out flowing was a mistake. I apologize. I'm a 60 Minutes fan. I've been watching it since I was uh, a, a child. Um, rarely miss an episode. But there have been times over the years. This is We've, we've played the clips where uh, they edit a story in a certain way. The participants say, no, what the hell? And then you, you hear the full thing. And they significantly altered yep. the tenor of or, you know, the, 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 the material point. Of what they were saying. That has happened on 60 Minutes. Yeah, and other shows. For instance, the asking a question. Do you bear some responsibility for the genocide? Long pause as the guy stares at the camera. I don't think so. Then you then you find out they edited in the long pause. You lying liars. Anyway, so I don't know what his particular uh, beeves are. <laughs> That's true. That's right, Jack. The multiple of beef is beeves. He has more than one beef with the sixty minutes, or or he's just drumming. You know, he's a showman. He knows how to get ratings. Maybe he's just trying to pump up the ratings for the sixty minutes interview. I don't know. Anyway, we'll check it out on Sunday night. Yeah, I the idea of I want to hear a little more from Donald Trump to decide. Yeah, that's an excellent point right there. (laughs) You know, depending what his answer is on his agenda. Oh, he wants to rev up the economy, he says. Hmm, I like the economy. Can we just get this over with, please? 
Oh, my God. Yeah, I know it. I know it. Oh, speaking of uh, media and their various sins, uh, do you know who Shelby Steele is? He's a historian. He's a black man. He's a well-respected fellow. He tends to uh, swing conservative. And he took a serious, sober look at a number of the deaths of black people at the hands of police that have gotten an enormous amount of attention in recent years. Yeah, we read the... uh review of this this in the wall street journal last week the uh, title is what killed michael brown and it looks at uh, mr brown in ferguson missouri freddie gray trayvon martin michael brown uh and it looks into the actual facts of the various cases how they are similar how they differ how much truth there is to the narrative being shouted in the streets by militant bullies um amazon has declined to stream that they have rejected it they have made the vague, you're familiar with this probably, it does not meet Prime Video's content quality expectations. And the problem is, uh, one of the points of the documentary is not just that Michael, Michael Brown was not unjustly shoot, shot, it's that these neighborhoods have got some serious problems with policing, and this is what the people in those neighborhoods think. Right. But because it departed from the far-left party line, Amazon won't even let you see it. Does that remind you of Twitter and the and the New York Post at all? Yeah, yeah, me too. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. But uh, we did it. We did it. Judge Barrett's going to the floor. I uh, hope you look back on this uh, time on the committee and say I was there when it mattered, and you were. There you go, Lindsey Graham. I declare she is going to be a Supreme Court justice. They do the full vote on Monday, and then it's, then it's done. ACB uh, in the court. Exactly. The Democrats uh, boycotted the, the vote. Uh, go ahead. The CDC has redefined what close contact means. It was just stay six feet away. It's now stay six feet away from for make sure you don't get more than a total of 15 cumulative minutes over a 24 hour period around somebody who's got the COVID because they figured out that it adds up. Like if you have a whole bunch of short interactions with somebody who's got the COVID, it can add up to one long interaction. Well, it's how many uh, tidbits of the COVID you breathe in, right? Makes sense. Sure. Makes sure. sense. They traced it back to one person. So, so. I got to have like a running clock for everybody I know. Apparently. Let's see. I got three more minutes for you, Jack. Let's, uh, Sean, we're down to one, so make this quick. Hmm. Um, my mom just sent a picture, just sent me an email and said, did you get the picture of dad's Jeep? So then I went to my other email and found it. So my dad bought a Jeep, apparently. He must have had a bucket list that included get a Jeep someday. Wow. I didn't know that. I like didn't. a sensible suburban Jeep or a open four-wheel drive uh, taking on the, uh, what's that legendary four-wheel and trail? The Wrangler? Uh, no, no, the, no, uh, the Rubicon. The, the Rubicon. Arrow. Yeah, it's, is he going up the Rubicon? Looks like more of a Rubicon Jeep. but uh, Atta boy, Jack's he's, dad. He's 83. It must have been a, some, I need to have a Jeep someday. And why not? <laughs> why not? It's funny, my son mentioned his bucket list here today. He said, you're eight. You have a bucket list when you're eight? When you're eight, everything's on your bucket list. Every, everything. <laughs> Turn nine. <laughs> it's on my bucket list. 
hold hands with a girl all the way up, all the way to the end. It's better than you think. Everything. Um, <laughs> so I don't feel like Rudy Giuliani. I, you know, I want Trump to win. I want lots of things to happen on on the right side of politics. Um, not the correct side, the right politically side, which in my opinion is the correct side. But um, conservative. In I don't. Short. I don't feel. Yeah, there you go. Well, there's the shortcut. Um, I don't feel like Rudy Giuliani helps me in any way. Um, also, when he's if, when he when he does, it's accidentally. I don't feel like when he's involved, it helps anything. You don't know what you're talking about, idiot. Yeah, yeah, I'm with Rudy. And this came out today from Rudy. Allegations: Hunter Biden stored child porn on his laptop that was sent to the FBI. Okay, see, here's the problem, you numbskull. With all due respect, you're running New York so beautifully. It's not about Hunter. It's about Joe. If Hunter's got some sort of weird underage girl kink, I mean, that's sick. But it's got nothing to do with the candidate. Focus on the China deal. Well, and the problem is, if he doesn't have some sort of underage kink, I think the blowback could actually do damage. Because you can't start throwing around that stuff. No, that's a... And it's morally repugnant right. to accuse somebody of that if it's not true. I think it's morally... And it's irrelevant to the question, which is the election. I think it's morally republic, repugnant that the New York Post is publishing those various texts and emails between dad and son from the hospital. And I mean, just... Uh, what? Yeah. What is that? It's clickbait. Uh, <laughs> that's terrible. Clickonomics, the worst thing to ever happen to journalism. The stuff with him and the oligarchs and the did he get money, that's fair, absolutely 100% fair game. But mm-hmm. the dad's personal email to you when you're in rehab about how I love you and I'm rooting for you, why am I seeing that? Yeah, yeah. inexcusable New York Post. In an interview at the Trump Hotel today, Rudy Giuliani said Hunter Biden, son of Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden, engaged for years in potentially criminal sexual behavior while Biden family members knew about it and tried to stop him. The Washington Examiner did not see any such photographs and has not confirmed that they exist. Giuliani did not provide evidence of his allegations. The former New York mayor, however, did show the Washington Examiner sexually explicit photographs on a laptop which appeared to be of Hunter and various adult women. The underage stuff has been given to the police, Rudy said. Let them decide. Let's see what they're going to do with it. Uh, so he's kind of vague about that. Didn't show anything to anybody. We took the emails. We handed it to the cops. Then we explained what we found, uh, how we found it, and how we came into the possession of the hard drive. I told them they have to make the determination. You're the cops. I'm not. We gave them the copy of the hard drive. If Rudy's just thrown out there the possibility that Hunter was involved in child porn mm-hmm. and he wasn't, yeah, very, very, very uncool. Yeah, I would, I would say so. One of the and more... again, part of it being, <clears throat> hey, he's got nothing to do with it, right? It's a bad, it's a bad angle, no matter what. Right, it's useless. I mean, if if Rudy's actually concerned about the sexual exploitation of America's young people, well, okay, that's fine. But if the coppers have it, they'll probably yeah. do the right yeah. thing with it. Yeah. Uh, and one of the other chilling aspects of life in the modern world is that people can put stuff on your hard drive remotely. It's terrifying if you think about it. Yeah, it really is. I mean, the CIA was toying around with this stuff. And, hey, if it's going to bring down like that uh, General Suleimani or something like that, fine. Um, but the existence of that resource is, is really kind of scary. One, the, of the, one of the most uh, angering things I've heard in a long time 
a restaurant owner being busted for having his own door open. You're about to hear that. Oh, yeah. It's going to make you want to take up an axe handle or something like that. This is a resource worth hearing about CarShield. CarShield offers a wide range of protection plans that can save you thousands for covered repairs. So your check engine light goes on or your car starts handling weird or you notice fluid on your garage floor and you think, oh, no, I don't have the money right now. You'll be cool with Car Shield. That's a good one. Mysterious drippings. That's a good one. Why is there pink fluid on my floor? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, and with Car Shield, you have the freedom to choose your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work. Car Shield's helped over a million drivers. They're America's number one auto protection company. There are no long term contracts or commitments. It's easy to get signed up. You can do that fast. It's easy to get out of if you decide to do that. Wow. Wow. So it's not anything permanent or long term. Try it. Go to carshield.com, code Armstrong, save 10%, a deductible may apply. Carshield.com, code Armstrong to save 10%. One more time now. Carshield.com, code Armstrong. I hope this audio is easy enough to hear. It's the restaurant owner who decided to take out his cell phone and uh, record the city official who'd come to crack down. To bust him. Um, hopefully you can understand what's going on here. This is if you don't want to, you don't need to sign it. I know you're recording me. That's fine. I'm allowed to record you. I'm going to give you a copy and then... You're giving me a ticket speak. because my doors are open, sir? The charges fell down here. There's nobody sitting in the restaurant. Everything is okay. You're giving me a ticket because my doors are open? What if my store is hot? I'm not allowed to open the door because the store is hot? Everything fell down in the summons. I'm going to give you a copy. You know, I'm struggling here every single day. It's hard for me. And there was nobody inside the store, obviously, because we don't have dining. We only have takeout. There was nobody in the store, and I'm only getting a ticket because my doors are open. For some reason, there's a rule you can't have your door open. Here's the restaurant owner explaining uh, a little bit about what went on. We worked so hard, uh, and we were struggling to begin with because of COVID. And it's really, uh, it's really disheartening, you know, when... Your business is already so slow because of this. And then somebody walks in and issues you a citation. He called me up literally, you know, on the verge of tears, not understanding what's going on. You know, and it's again, shocking. it's a debate whether to stay open or not to begin with. It, it, it's, it's amazing. So that's Jacob Green, the owner of that establishment. The idea being that uh, dine-in is strictly illegal. And by him opening his door, he was sending the signal that it was okay to come in and dine. And so he was busted and given a citation. They're not sure how big the fine is at this point. And he said, look, there's nobody in here. I just opened it because it's hot. But the government fined him nonetheless for his noncompliance. Well, he also said that, uh, so this city official, good work if you can get it. You like going around giving people tickets for stuff like that? Fun way to spend your life. You'd have made a great Nazi. Um, he go. He went into the restaurant pretending to be a patron and sat down and asked to order and ordered tried to order some food and they said we're not we're not we can't serve people indoors so tried to catch him on that right what the hell tried to bust him for trying to stay what in the business hell is that i would yeah, love I to it. get that job and just sit in my car and yeah, surf the yeah, internet all day yeah, no, no you'd have a quota man they'd fire you and what sorry the they were all following the rules i don't know what to do <sighs> and so couldn't get him on that because they followed the rules not serving what harm would be serving one person in a restaurant anyway? But uh, so they didn't serve him and then got him for having the door open. I'm not a violent man, but man, I could throw a few uh, lefts and rights. <laughs> I swear to God. Well, and I heard a story on uh, one of your liberal news channels. It was actually on two of them this morning as I was flipping around. 
uh, about uh, there's a new report out by some think tank or university. How many lives could have been saved if only the federal government had imposed a national covid mandatory program coast to coast every American. Now, putting aside the Constitution, because they did in the story, and federalism, and something everybody recognizes, that there's no point in cracking down in Kentucky if Kentucky's fine. Those people are trying to make a living. But they waxed on self-righteously and as if it's just self-evidently true that, yes, give the president near dictatorial powers. The same president you claim is a dictator every other day. That that would have been better for everybody. Uh, yeah, let's ruin more businesses. Let's put more people out of work. Let's have more people die of deaths of despair and poverty and undiagnosed heart attacks and cancer and the rest of it. Absolutely. It's clearly right. And then uh, Australian news had this story. It's getting a lot of uh, attention. Um, and I bring this up because this uh, news channel I was listening to praised the Australian response. If we'd been more like Australia, we could have saved 50,000 lives. Here's Australia. 21. Medical professionals in South Australia are calling for urgent action this morning following shocking revelations about the deaths of four babies. The newborns were denied life-saving heart surgery because it wasn't available in Adelaide and they couldn't be transferred interstate because of travel restrictions. Adelaide is the only capital city in mainland Australia that doesn't have its own infant cardiac unit. As one obstetrician said yesterday, quote, I shall leave it to you to imagine the profound effect of these deaths on the parents. Guy could barely get through that news story. Yeah, if only we'd been more like the Aussies, that would have been better. Oh, man, I'm just I'm going to be so glad when this is over just because so many people are revealing themselves to be stupid brutes. Well, the, the, the let- I'd, I'd prefer they'd sink back into the, the, their caves. The letter of the law and the spirit of the law always gets lost. The spirit right. of the law is we're trying to slow down COVID. That guy having his door open at an empty restaurant was not spreading COVID. Right. So you didn't actually accomplish what we're trying to accomplish. The letter of the law punishing people so you can write tickets, yeah. But no, the point is not spread COVID. Right. You didn't actually accomplish anything. That's what always makes me so mad about the security theater at the airport. You didn't actually stop a terrorist attack, you right. see. And the commonality between uh, the, the restaurateur in New York and those Australian babies is what stood between what is good and decent and what is, in one case, awful and in the other case, un- an unthinkable tragedy. A government official who was enforcing the rules and either didn't have independence just by law, they couldn't make an exception, or just chose not to. And yet some of you run around picturing the government as this wise and benevolent force that will solve all your problems. No, it killed four babies in Australia because the doctors were desperately saying we have to transfer these children. The government official said, no, no exceptions. But put them in charge of everything, including your health care, and it's going to be great. I just I don't understand you people. I don't hate you. I just don't understand you. The original selfie craze got an interesting story about that. Uh, why we're the way we are. You know, my favorite selfie stories are people who got too close to wild beasts. <laughs> got this text. My dad is 79 and he just bought a Jeep. It's apparently a thing. <laughs> and why it's not? a thing among the 80 year olds. You made the money. You spend it. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Uh, lots on the way. Armstrong and Getty. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm a little bit taken aback. I'm sitting here, I had made a toast, and then there was the longest awkward silence. And I just sat here and was embarrassed and had to like, almost like, does anybody want to spend time with me? I'll take a moment to speak for the group. I don't think, I don't think that was You don't need intention. to speak for the group. I'll you speak, need to speak for yourself. Speak for if myself. you guys all want to hang out with each other, you can do that. And I can go home and go to bed. At the end of the day, I'm a woman. Yeah. And I want my man I to so. show me you care. Oh, if boy. at the end of the day you're a dude, we got a problem. <laughs> this is a whole different show. That That's is from The Bachelorette. One of the worst things ever. The Bachelorette. <laughs> one of the worst things ever. No, that's that's beautiful. What a great mockable. Uh, I'm out. At the I end of the day, it. I'm a woman. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm that's out. Good. <laughs> I'm headed home. Put me in the put me in the limo. Because we didn't applaud your toast. I'm I'm not sure what you're complaining about here. <laughs> Now, if I'd the probably end- slip in like a toots or something because I'm I'm out toots. <laughs> now, if at the end of the day you're a werewolf or something, now that's notable. But I figured you'd probably still be a gal. Hey, so I've seen reference to this a bunch of times. I'm guessing you guys know it. Um, Facebook's algorithms mistook a Monty Python joke for a threat of violence. Do you know this story? I've heard a couple of similar there stories. There was a I don't headline think I or one. something going around, and their their oh, algorithm God. thought it was violence, but it was just a joke from oh, that Monty Python. Reminds me, um, so because I, I saw a different one at the Babylon Bee headline. The last one I saw was a, uh, I think it was a Facebook news story about onions that censored it because they thought the pictures of the onions on the in the article was like a buttocks <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Because we're being algorithmed to death. Right. Oh, here it is. Here it is. This is the one I was looking for. And this is from the Smithsonian Magazine, my friends. And I quote. There it is. Uh, Participants in the 80th Annual Society of Vertebrate Paleontology Conference last week. What? (laughs) Those people know how to party. uh, They study uh, dinosaur bones and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, They knew things were going to be different than usual with the corona, blah, blah, blah. But what the virtual attendees didn't expect was that a profanity filter uh, ran amok. (laughs) Uh, New York Times, uh, really, the the long and short of it is there's a list of words banned by the algorithm. Uh, Most funny to us, said one of the participants, was the censorship of the word bone, (laughs) which, after (laughs) all, is the main thing we work with. Words like bone, pubic, and stream were being filtered out, which is frankly ridiculous because we regularly find pubic bones in streams and we couldn't have our online uh, conference. Other wow. words on the list included beaver, ball, stroke, pubis, wang, jerk, knob, stroke, steam, Easy. stream, erection, Easy. dike, crack. Easy, you've made and, your point. <laughs> and enlargement. But these are all terms they use in paleontology. Hilarious. So uh, this article. He uh, said bone. <laughs> so S- Snopes has got caught. Uh, fact-checking some, like, silly things. Like, this was a Babylon Bee article that Snopes actually fact-checked. Ocasio-Cortez appears on The Price is Right, guesses everything is free. (laughs) (laughs) False. (laughs) Uh, Facebook and Twitter, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to get to this one. Last week, they posted the the satirical headline, Senator Hirono demands ACB be weighed against a duck to see if she's a witch. That's it. (laughs) False. Yeah, and it's a reference to Monty Python and the Holy Grail. 
Um, but the, that one got taken down. It was, it's a joke. It, the, the point of it is satire about you think that Maisie Arono's dumb. So you're saying it's true because Snopes ruled it's false. And they quote in the Wall Street Journal, G.K. Chesterton, which if you've never read is really an interesting dude, uh, believed reality would one day kill satire. He wrote in 1911, geez, 100 plus years ago, satire has weakened in our epic for several reasons, but chiefly, I think, because the world has become too absurd to be satirized. Oh, G.K., you ain't seen nothing yet. He thought that in 1911. Hold my ale, (laughs) says the future. (laughs) I love that AOC one. That's so funny. Hold thine mead. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I love that. His guess is everything's free. Oh, that's a beautiful That didn't actually happen, though, you see. Oh, man. That did not actually happen. Totally fail at that matter. Maisie Hirono was not actually going to weigh the Supreme Court justice against a duck. (laughs) Although that wouldn't shock me. That's pretty funny. Uh, it is. It is just too much. Too much. Mm. Well, if you get gosh. next hour, I got more on the way. If you don't, I guess you're going to listen to whatever's coming up next. Or you can just uh, go to armstrongandgetty.com and get the podcast later on today. Have a lovely day. Armstrong and Getty.